0: Deciding to get bariatric surgery is a big decision, and one that takes a lot of consideration from the surgery to recovery to lifestyle changes. So when you choose your physician, you want to know that they're both experienced and compassionate. Let's meet Dr. Christopher Maneri, bariatric surgeon at BV Healthcare, here to tell us more about what his job entails and what he does outside of the hospital during his free time. Welcome to the BB Healthcare Podcast. I'm Maggie McKay. Dr. Maneri, thank you so much for making the time to
1: be here today. To begin with, can you please introduce yourself? Sure. Thank you, Maggie. My name is Dr. Christopher Maneri. I am one of BB's bariatric and general surgeons. And what's your background? What got you interested in your current career? So, my background is I've been raised in Delaware and trained in Delaware up at Christiana Hospital in Newark. I did my general surgery residency there and then I did my fellowship in minimally invasive and bariatric surgery in Fairfax, Virginia. And from fellowship, I knew that I wanted to come down here to Southern Delaware and was lucky enough to be in a role to supply bariatric and to be a bariatric and general surgeon here with BB Healthcare. Was there any life event that
0: inspired your career choice, maybe when you were younger or a person that you knew that you
1: thought, that's what I want to do? Well, I always knew that I wanted to be a surgeon. I wanted to work with my hands and I really enjoyed the minimally invasive approach with advanced laparoscopics and now with robotic surgery. I always found it fun, even as a kid playing video games and then using those skills to actually do video assisted surgery to help my patients. It's been a a great transition. And even though it's hard work, it's a lot of fun for me as well. And what's the most rewarding aspect of what you do? With weight loss surgery, unlike with general surgery, we get to follow our patients for months and years afterwards. And when I meet them for the first time, I always remember that this is the first step of a very long journey where they're going to essentially take back their life and take back their health to lose 50, 100, 200 pounds over many months to years. And really working with that relationship, it's very rewarding for myself and my team.
0: And what's the most challenging?
1: Well, with any journey, there's ups and downs. And sometimes we hit some stalls or plateaus and everybody is different. Treating obesity is not just one factor, it's multiple factors. And You really want a personalized approach to treating obesity, and sometimes finding that last piece of the puzzle can be challenging for us. Dr.
0: Maneri, how do you advise young people coming up in medicine who want to do what you do?
1: Well, if you want to be a surgeon, first thing that you want to do is spend time with multiple aspects of the healthcare field, because you're going to be doing a little bit of everything, a little bit of medicine, operating to office work. And it's a long road, so be prepared to spend many years dedicating your life to other people because it's going to take you about 10 years to be trained. And then you got to use all that training to help people down the road. So you really got to make that commitment for others is really important.
0: And when you do that, how do you balance your work life and your personal life? How do you make time to have a life outside of the hospital?
1: Well, I don't do it alone. I have a really good partner. My wife and I have been together for six years, but we met in high school. So I guess it's been much longer than that. And really finding someone to go along with you has made my journey really much of a blessing. So you really need a good social support, good family, good friends. And from a professional standpoint, you need good mentors to be able to give you advice and follow you along the way.
0: Dr. Maneri, was there a teacher growing up or someone in your life that inspired you, not necessarily to go into medicine, but who you just remember as being
1: encouraging? So I have lots of teachers throughout all my years of education. I was a classically trained pianist and organist, and that was what my training was in. And so I had a piano teacher that watched me from kindergarten through 12th grade in order to progress to the scholarship that got me into a university And then I really made connections with a chemistry teacher, biology teacher that helped me figure out what I wanted to do with my life if I wanted to go the professional music route or become into medicine and become a surgeon. So there's really, I could count on top of my head, six or half dozen teachers that really got me there. Is
0: there a skill you wish you had that you'd like to learn that has nothing to do with medicine? That I
1: wish I had. Yeah, that you could learn now. I mean, I'm doing a lot now being here in Sussex County. So some things I've never tried before. I got my surf fishing license and I'm able to drive my truck onto the beach and learn how to catch fish. I finally was able to move into a house. I'm a new homeowner and I'm learning how to do all the lawn and upkeep and handyman work that I'd never had to do before because I was always in an apartment or condo. So I always called 1-800-LANDLORD and now I find (laughs) out, well, I got no one to help me now. So you know, I'm doing a lot of do it saw projects and things like that on the weekends. So I wouldn't say skill, but I get to enjoy a lot of things that this area has to offer. Yeah, it sounds like you're right in the middle of it. Wow. <laughs> what do you do during your free time?
0: Besides, of course, take care of your house and work, but free time, free time.
1: Free time is a little tight. I have two toddlers right now. And so they take up a lot of my time. They're th- <laughs> uh, three and 18 months. Wow. And actually, my first week on the job my wife wakes me up and says she's in labor. So I had to get coverage from my patients get coverage from the surgeons and rush her to BB healthcare. And seven days on the job, I had my second child and had to take leave. So we were all in with BB starting with the first week here. (laughs) Wow. That is
0: amazing. And you know what? I don't even know how you have any free time with two toddlers right there not to mention being a doctor.
1: Well, it's great because we're new to the area. So every weekend that we're free, we're able to go to a different small town, go to different parks, check out zoos, animal shows, all those things. And toddlers, they love the outdoors. And this is more of a rural area. And there's a lot to do for us down here. That sounds ideal. If you could travel
0: anywhere in the world, Dr. Maneri, that you haven't been, where would that be and why?
1: You mean to live or just to... No, just to visit, vacation. I'm a beach goer, so get me to like Bali or the Maldives, get me a hut on the water where I can relax in the sun and waste the day away, and that's my idea of a vacation. The problem is, my wife is the opposite. On vacation, it is not just a routine, but a compacted list of 27 things you have to do in a day. I mean, she'll take me hiking, you gotta go up a mountain for five miles, and then in the evening we're gonna go on a 10-mile kayak trip, And then we're going to do like spelunking the next day. of course, she's going to watch this and say, what are you telling people out there? But, (laughs) um, so she's the exact opposite, but get me on a, (laughs) on a relaxed, like Caribbean or like an Asian beach. And that's where I'm at.
0: (laughs) I'm laughing so hard because that's exactly like my husband and me. Last time we went to Hawaii, I had like a schedule, boom, 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 activities every minute. And he's like, can we just sit on the beach? And I'm like, no, we can sit on the beach at home. Because we live in, you know, (laughs) near the beach. So that's hilarious, I know. But you work it out, right?
1: So if Mm -hmm. you weren't a surgeon and you weren't a pianist, what would you be? Well, you took my top two there because I love music and I would definitely be something in the music route because I was planned on becoming a music teacher and playing music and the organ on the side. So I really like to teach. Probably some type of a teacher of some kind would be something I would like to do. And if not, then maybe a professional video game player, which my twin brother was very close to becoming, because he was a little bit better than me. But maybe there's top two. <laughs> so you're a twin, also. That must be fun growing up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are the advantages to that? Well, advantages to having a twin, mm-hmm. I, I, you, there's not. There's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I guess you always have a friend, but you know, growing up, you had to share birthdays. We were born right before Christmas, so really your presents were cut in half, cut into a quarter of what everyone else got, <laughs> everyone just doubled up in things. And so you can only get something where there's two of. So you never got one thing by yourself. You know? So mostly what we got was clothes, because then they can get two of them. If you wanted some, one specific gift, well, you had to have two of them, because mm-hmm. and if you couldn't do that, then you're out of luck. <laughs> you mean people gave you the
0: same present?
1: Oh, yeah. No. You'd have to like get two different shirts or two different like basketballs. And it always have to be like the same thing because you got to make it easy for people. And then Christmas was two days later and they just like kind of combine it all. Oh, it was terrible.
0: I know that my birthday is in December too. And it's like, this is for your birthday and Christmas. I'm like, what? I'm going to change it to June. What in the world? (laughs) I know. I really wanted to
1: celebrate my half birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: Well, if that's what it takes to get more presents. Yeah.
1: You can skip nine. Let's celebrate nine and a half.
0: When you were a little kid, what was your first job or high school, whatever?
1: Well, I did play piano out on the side as a, for different community events and church and things like that. My first actual job was working at the Giant and I was a cashier and pushing carts and stocking shelves. So I did that for two years. So that was my first job. What did you learn from that in life as you look back? Everyone starts somewhere, right? And it's great to be able to look back 20 years ago, what my first job was. I remember getting, um, when school started, there were some shifts where I only worked like two hours. And so I had a paycheck once that was like nine fifty. <laughs> and I remember cashing it at the store and then here's your $9. And I go, all right. And, you know, you got to start somewhere. So looking at right now, I'm starting a great career here at BB. And seeing all the different roles that I've had. And like I like to meet people and talk with people throughout the day. So when you're a cashier, you get to see people in different phases of life. You have the parents, you have retired people, a couple of celebrities who go in there. I get to meet and bag up their grapes and I get to tell people who I met today. And you see all different types of people. That was always fun to see. So speaking of your first $9 paycheck,
0: was there anything in life that you saved up for for a long time that you bought like an extravagant
1: something like a car or so you know medical school and the loans that we had it's just i haven't gotten to that big purchase yet my wife and i are very fiscally responsible it's kind of boring for a podcast (laughs) i will say that i'm getting into with our home we decided to put in an outdoor kitchen so it has a grill but the one thing i added on was a smoker So now I'm beginning to learn how to smoke fish and smoke pork and do some, like I made brisket for my son's birthday. And so I'm kind of taking in a little bit of extra cooking and things like that. I wouldn't say like a smoker for $1,000 is like the biggest extravagant thing. (laughs) Certainly there's more things like, oh, when are you going to get like the Maneri Speedboat Foundation donation that you'd want to (laughs) do? I'm not there yet in my life, but you know, so we're a little bit of savers, paying down debt. Save those questions for the surgeons that have been here 15, 20 years. I'm I sure they have some fun stories. Also, toddlers take up a lot of money,
0: kids in general. Yes. For the next mm, 20 years, right? After that, maybe.
1: Yeah, 20, I was 2018. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, what do you love most about working at Phoebe? I love working here. So I love the area. I came here as a medical student and I spent four weeks here and I knew that this was a place I wanted to reach out when I was done training. And lucky for me that when I graduated, there was a position opening and it was just the perfect fit. And I kind of felt that when I interviewed. So I also love the people I work with the nurses and the staff. They're able to talk to you. And because it's a smaller hospital, I'm able to give everyone like my cell phone number. They're able to reach me in real time to discuss patient care. And my patients are able to call me on the phone reach the on-call service, reach the daytime service, able to reach me almost 24-7. And a lot of that doesn't really happen at other institutions. So it's why I really like working here.
0: You're not kidding. I don't know how long it would take me to get a hold of my doctor, even though I love him to pieces.
1: <laughs> In a nutshell, what is your philosophy of life or your mantra? Philosophy of life. Well, I guess it changes by the day, but I always want to say like, treat others how you'd like to be treated. Life is changing, so make sure that you can change along with it. And the challenges of life, when you're able to overcome them, it makes you a better person. That's kind of what life is about. And seeing where you came from, going through challenges and hurdles, getting to the other side, and to be able to adapt, this is why we're here. And so for my patients, I'm trying to be that mentor for them so that they're able to change their lifestyle, change their habits, and really get their life back.
0: Dr. Maneri, it's been so fun getting to know you and talking and finding out what you do at BB Healthcare and what you do on your free time, if you can call it that. If someone would like to make an appointment with
1: you or just find out more, where would they go? So we have a lot of information online at bbhealthcare.org, and you can look up the BB Center for Weight Loss Surgery. You can also call to make an appointment in my office in Georgetown, Delaware. The number is 302 2607360. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Again, that's Dr. Chris Maneri, and if you found
0: this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out the full podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is the BB Healthcare Podcast. I'm Maggie McKay. Thanks for listening.